Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Welcome everyone to uh, to another episode of Movie Sucktastic. We thank you for joining us. This will be episode sixty. It seems like every ten episodes or so, I feel like we've hit a milestone for some reason. Well, if it was the sixty, then yeah, we did hit that. We did. Yeah. Hooray! Hey! Oh! I'm holding out for one hundred. One hundred, and then what? I don't know, but at least you know we can we can use that as an excuse to do something stupid. <laughs> And like ruin the show, <laughs> get us taken off uh, the internets. How how could you possibly do that? I don't know, but we got fucking kicked off of Mevio somehow. I got no. I just did. You just see we got the response that they they responded to you finally. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, so po- I post. No, I posted the. I because I fucking emailed them. Yeah, <laughs> and they, they 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 got they got back to us that we we received your your uh, question. Well, wait a minute. This was after they had already put us back up. Did they put us back I, up? I haven't checked my email in a couple of hours. Hold on a second. No, no, this was like a few days ago. Uh, Why did they take us down in the first place? Uh, I don't know, but there was a ton of shows that were down. Uh, uh, oh, so it wasn't just us. No, no, it was specifically... So we didn't do anything. They no, just, well, they, see, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, because you know, Outside the Cinema was also taken off the, the website as well, and they get, they, you know... They got tons of bandwidth, and they got tons of listeners, and they got taken down. As a matter of fact, I was listening to one of their episodes, and they said that they were approached by Mevio. Okay? And, uh... Menacingly? What's that? Menacingly? Yeah. And... In the dark, in a dark alley? They were, they were taken down, uh, just like a, a couple of hundred other podcasts, just like us. Uh-huh. And they had to email them and say, hey, what's going on? And then they finally got taken down. But here's the thing. I contacted them twice through their contact us uh, area of their uh-huh. of their show. And that was wrong because nothing got resolved that way. What I ended up doing was... You stormed into their offices. I did. No. Broke shit. Uh, said, hey! Much like outside the cinema, we weren't approached, but uh, I came across... Um, I came across Mevio and I applied, and they were v- actually 
once getting our application, interested in having us. And yeah. I thought, hey, this is cool. Get to the chase, sir. What happened? Uh, get to the chase. You know, this isn't just for me and you. This is for everybody. I know, but I feel I feel like we're taking the long way around here. I mean, uh, we, we know you right. applied to Mevio because we're on Mevio. Well, we were and then we weren't. Anyway, what happened was there was, I have a contact there who I emailed directly. I didn't want to do that, but I did. Yep. And he gets back to me and says, you know, Joey, sorry, the show is back on Mevio. And then what I'm really getting at is, is this response back from him. Which is? He says, hi, Joseph. Your show is back up. On another note, if you up your video production, I don't know what he's talking about there because we do an audio podcast. I think it's what he means. If you do a fucking video. <laughs> if you up your you video up. production quality and work on your, your show format a bit, we could work better with you and to get you huge numbers and possibly make some money. Sincerely, blah, blah, blah. You know what, Joey? Yeah. I know what they're saying, and they're right. What's that? They probably kicked off a bunch of podcasts or just using Mevio, like up, uh, like uh, outside the cinema, like we do. Right. Using Mevio as an audio format when it's a video station. It's a video channel. It's a video yeah. site. And then what they're saying is, hey, guys, you got a show. You got bandwidth, but we do video. What the fuck? You, you know what? You're right. I completely forgot that they are mostly a video site. So what we need to do, sir, is get the video shit rolling. We need to get the split screen up. We need to get the webcams up. And we need to be talking to the people, not to the people. You know what? I think you're right. You hear me? That that, that would also be a perfect opportunity to uh, break into our uh, two and a half minute bit that we were talking about doing for mm -hmm. a while. Oh, yeah. And a bunch of other stuff, too. A bunch and of I'm, other stuff. I'm telling you, with, with, our, with our... You know uh, what, too? What? I think we... Uh, one of the first video things we do is later this month, we... I Kodak... Or I do the high def. I know we'll live stream it, but I'll also film us doing and the Oscars. And we'll put that up at Mebio. That'll be our debut. Yes. Yes. And I'll I tell you, sir, with our sexy mugs up on the video, we can do no wrong. We can do no wrong. So I actually emailed him. Uh -oh. and Well, because I responded back. Because yeah. I'm, I'm always for constructive criticism. So I write him. I said, I'll take any constructive criticism and suggestions you may have in mind. Any links to shows uh, or sites or shows you can recommend. Uh, to, for me to take notes from. Thanks for getting the show back up. We actually have a decent following, but the numbers don't reflect it on Mevio. We're working on it, though, which is true. Uh, we get so, some bandwidth from Mevio, but that's not where the bulk of it comes from. Oh, of and course. You, it I comes from... Yeah. I'm right, exactly. But we're working on it. Um, but and he, he writes back to me, um, and he gives me four different sites that I can... Uh, go to for suggestions and one of them is revisions three which i know about but they're like um they're like a tv station but on the internet and mm -hmm. we don't have that kind of money <laughs> no we we don't have we, we really kind of don't we, yeah that's right we really don't um well anyway you can barely afford the wine budget for the show thank you very much damn <laughs> and i never got myself a drink so I might, oh. I might run dry. I might. I might have to go take a, a an extra long break to get something to drink. Later. I am well lubed, sir. We are ready to roll. <laughs> We're ready to roll. La. Yes. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, oh and it'll, uh, yeah. it'll be a moot point by now. I was asked today to appear on a radio show uh, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Yes. Uh, what during, show is that? It's I forget the ch I forget the website. I I forgot the call sign. Doesn't matter because by the time the show comes up, people will miss it. Um, I'm gonna post is it a, an internet show? Can I no, record no, the a, feed? It's a, it's a real radio station. 
Really? It's an actual radio station. Yes, I've been asked to read uh, two to five minutes. Uh, they're doing a spotlight on local authors. And that's awesome. Yes, yes. So uh, that's now. That's, is this is this the type of venue you can mention your podcast? Uh, I, I can plug it. Yeah, definitely. Because they'll ask me what else I'm doing, and I'll say, "Well, I've got a podcast you can tune into." Yeah. So I, I make I, sure I, you bring some business cards. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm going to plug the podcast if I can because uh, I don't have any new books out. So I can all I really have to do is pop plug moviesucktastic.com and my website for going to my current books you can also plug uh, badmovieday.com too it goes it goes straight to uh, moviesucktastic bad movie day might be easier to remember i'll do, think about that. Do that i'll have to think about that but yeah no I'm, you know I'm, what you can do you can what, plug both uh, and Just, I, and i will be going on the scardo show uh soon i, I, I want to come for that though um i would like to try and make it for that but that's only if you know they can have us both. You know what? If if we're taking off, if we're doing the Oscar podcast like we planned on it, we're planning on taking that day off. Yes. You can come up here and do the po- and do the show. He does it Monday nights. No kidding. So you could come up Monday night and just drive home late that night. Uh, if Mary's okay with that. That I'm sure she'd be fine. I I uh, won't be able to go to my my second job. It'll actually cost me money to do that. Well then, don't. I don't. <laughs> we got. Well, how much? Well, you know what? We'll talk about this off air. We'll talk anyway. Anyway, yeah. big things in the works, people. Big things. Keep big it on things. Happening. Big things. Big, big things. Big things. Video, music, radio, uh, iTunes. <laughs> okay. So, needle thread. Needle thread. Ne- right. Needle point thread. This episode is going to consist of a long overdue top ten. It is also going to consist of a of a finger list. I mean, long are, overdue. We haven't done a top ten in a couple of weeks. Okay. You know. Okay. That to me that make it means it's. Well, let's make it quick because we have a lot to do. And we do, and we're, we're going to do uh, a review of Ghost Dad finally. Oh. Uh, you have a movie challenge for me? Yeah, I do. Okay, good. Um, so, the the top ten. I, let me, actually, uh, while we're doing this episode, I'm going to make yeah. sure I'm going to make sure it's actually uh, <laughs> um, obtainable. Oh really? <laughs> I gotta I look think, around a bit. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's play our theme music. Yay! <laughs> Rocks. Brings me back, you know. Oh, John Tesh. Uh, just sitting in front of the TV, just waiting for uh, my celebrity news. Yeah, I mean, you, you know how old we are. We're 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 so old. We can remember when entertainment news, entertainment tonight. Well, I mean, well, well, well yes, in general, I mean, yes. entertainment news was a half hour before <laughs> prime time. That's right, and it wasn't on fourteen different channels. Now, now we actually have White House officials giving statements to TMZ. Uh, yeah, it, is is that fucking crazy or what? It's it's the world's going to hell, Joey. <laughs> in a handbasket. Oh, this new generation. Oh, it's crazy stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is going to be the top 10 for February 3rd through 5th. With a bullet. With a bullet. Whatever that means. I don't know what it means. Uh, coming in at number 10 is the Tom Hanks film Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, which... Now, now, now getting uh, very uh, very soft and fading into the distance. Thank you. Yes, it's at the top. It's number 10 already. It's no budget, but it's only made $26 million. It came in at 3.8. So... Uh, I mean, it's Oscar season, so 3.8, maybe a few weeks ago, that would have been maybe higher up. But How much does it cost to have a kid run around New York? I guarantee New York City backed like, the whole thing. 
Oh, it's, it's, so. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. I've got to watch it before the show, but I guarantee you the whole thing is... I mean, first of all, it's a 9-11 film. And on yep. top of that, the kid's running around New York City trying to find out what what where this key goes, because apparently the kid's stupid. And, <laughs> and sounds I, like I, a girl. I guarantee you, the whole thing, like coordinated with uh, Bloomberg, is one big New York travel uh, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be like it'd be it'll be like the Out of Towners remake. And Max von Sydow, he got an Oscar uh, nomination for this movie too. When was the last time he ever got one of those? Uh, Flash. How good? How good could he be? He's the same guy in every movie. He is not he, the same guy in every movie. It's Max von Sydow. Yeah, okay. Flash Gordon, I'll give you that. He is but, Mink the Merciless motherfucker, and I don't want to hear you talking bad about him. But he's fucking, he's the priest from uh, Exorcist in every movie. He is not. What about uh, the... Well, all right, all right. Needful he things, the, he, maybe he, okay. The heavy maybe. and strange brew? I could crush your head like a walnut, but I won't. You I know what? You. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but even the slightest variation, he's still Max von Sydow. He can't get rid of that that heavy Swedish, you know, brogue. You just he can't. He's an actor, sir. I will not have it. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm just saying that he's the same. No. No. <laughs> I reject your your criticism. Anyway, I reject you. All right. Uh, number nine is Man on a Ledge with 4.3 million. It's made 14. It costs 42. This movie's gonna just bomb it's already it's already out of the top 10 it is it's only it's a second week ah, it is available sir just checking all right oh anyway. it is uh netflix streaming uh i didn't check that i just uh i found it somewhere let me, let me check netflix when we're talking too um i doubt it's on netflix streaming no but okay. so the ledge he hasn't jumped yet apparently but he's he's probably nah. gonna and, be, and, and i can guarantee are, he doesn't jump some people are jumping off ledges with the performance of this film <laughs> yeah uh, not interested. It's a January movie. Nah. You know, it'd be great. I love, I love to go to the, the theater and see that and to see how long it takes people to see. Just jump already. <laughs> Just do it. For love of God. Fucking Christ almighty. <laughs> that far. That's a bit. Uh, number eight is the descendants with 4.5 million. It's made 65 and it's its 12th week. Mm-hmm. But I think the push on that is because it's nominated for Best Picture and George Clooney's nominated for Best Actor. So it's got its second wind, it seems. Well, a lot of these films, too, it seems like when they're sure Oscar bids and they're mm-hmm. low-budget films, by keeping them to the end of the year, they guarantee to at least double the box office take just by uh, oh, the yeah. Oscar crowd going in to see them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the number seven film is Red Tails, the George Lucas Tuskegee Airmen with monster CGI scenes, and it didn't even go down that way. But that came in at four point seven million. It's made forty one. It cost fifty eight. And I'm surprised that's doing as well as it is. It might make its budget, but then it'll. It's also a January film. It'll just fade away. Yeah. Yeah. Next. Number six. One for the money. Five point two million. Three, three to leave the theater and four to pick up the tab. Yeah. Sorry. No. Yeah. Another January film. It's based on the Janet Yovanovitch uh, books of the same name. Made nineteen. It costs forty. It's in its second week. From <laughs> what I understand, my wife's friends, some of her friends, went to go see it, and th- these are also fans, huge fans of the books. So, hated it, right? Oh, hated it. Dude, I mean, I read the sh- I read the first couple books. Watching the trailer, I could have told you, no one is going to be happy with this film. No oh, yeah. one. Fans. It's, it's not going to be the kind of thing where fans say, "Oh, you just don't understand." They're gonna know that 
filmmakers didn't understand. Yeah, they're they're not going to make another one. If they do, the budget will be half half of what this cost. They will not make another one. They won't get Katherine Heigl back. Dude, um, this, this series is very, very popular. It took them until, what is on? I think it's on the 15th or 18th no, book now. No, I think now. they're on 18 or 19, yeah. Yeah, they're almost the 20. It took them this long to finally get a movie made. They're not making a second. And let me tell you something. This movie, if they made this movie when the first couple of books came out, Kathleen Turner probably would have been a good choice for this movie. Even uh, um, uh, Sandra Bullock. That's right. You did the, mention her the honestly, couple episodes when I, ago. When I read it, I think of Sandra Bullock because she has the the round frame when she's uh, not anorexic. Yeah, and she can pull she can pull off the 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 uh, approaching middle aged woman who's constantly complaining about her weight. Right. It's basically if if Kathy from the comic strip became a vigilante. That's what the books are. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to try to sell them as something they're not. No, but, I I understand. But they're still entertaining to a point. Right. So yeah, Maris, uh, some of Maris girlfriends saw it and they just absolutely hated it. And not that they were, you know, they put it under the spotlight, but they did for the most part because they know what to expect from reading the books. Right. And they said it was absolutely atrocious. So I'll take their word for it. And they were the only chance they had of getting any positive press. That's right. Because no one that doesn't read the books is going to see this just based on the trailer. I wouldn't want to see it. Yeah, exactly. All right, number five is Underworld Awakening with five point five million. It costs seventy. It's made fifty four so far. That's got to be the most ironic title I've ever heard. <laughs> Underworld Awakening. Yeah, uh, and it's another three D movie. Mm-hmm. It a January release. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that are this just strikes against it. Yep, yep. It's. Not good. We've already said our piece about it, too. Yep, yep. Uh, number four is the film Big Miracle. That's the, I guess, the uh, Let's Go to Alaska and Save Whales oh. uh, movie. 7.7 million. It's cost 40. It, it's in its first week. This is another film that it'll just fade away. The, it, it might last, you know, a couple more weeks, three what more weeks. What is that weeks, called again? Big, big Miracle. What's the Big Miracle? The Whale? I think they they go out there to to save because whales don't belong in Alaska or some shit, so they go out there to save them because they've gone off course. Oh yeah, they're trapped by a, an ice flow. Yeah, um, that's rapidly forming. Uh, I guess the opposite right. of so I'm sure oh, they'll lose a couple and it'll be sad and all that good stuff, and then they'll save the rest and woo happy ending. And it says it's based on a true story, so free Willie. So people are suckers for that. It's free Willie with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Who's still Which, trying to play the cute teenager. She should just play the sultry woman now. Yeah, yeah, and she's not she's not getting that in memo. No, she really isn't. But God, bless her, she's young at heart. But Oh yeah. And you know what? I gotta bring this up. Because we talked I, about it on the on the Facebook page. Yes, we did. I finally I went Far back from home. After twenty years, literally twenty years got him old. Even longer. It was longer maybe twenty years. What is that, eighty nine? Far from home, I think I it was eighty nine. So that's twenty two years. Oh, twenty since I saw it. I didn't see it at the theater. Oh, twenty. So I, I thought we were saying since release. Okay. Oh, since I saw it, twenty years later, I finally rewatch it, and I'm waiting for the scene. I, I remember sitting around the lunch table at high school, a bunch of pubescent, uh, desperate, uh, hormone enraged um, yep. young men. And we're talking. I was like, did you did you see Far From Home last the other night on HBO? So, oh yeah. So you catch that that scene where she's like in bed masturbating. So yeah. And it's always been in, in the image, not talking about it. The image. It was like, it was like 
from the waist up and she's in a bathing suit and she's laying in bed and she's sweating because it's hot. And yep. and the the implication, kind of like the uh, risky well, business. I, scene. I specifically remember that scene only for right. the reason that when they pull up to the hotel, she's asking about she's asking about do they have a pool? Right. So you, you know what I mean. So it's just yeah yeah no I I I I, I remember this as well. Right. The scene's tastefully done. It's kind of like risky business where you know if you know what's if you've done it you know what they're doing. Other than that you're kind of clueless. So and. Right. So watch the whole movie. It's not there. And I'm like, oh, they must have edited it. I go online. I can find no mention of this scene ever. I did I'm, the same thing. I'm beginning to doubt my sanity. But you, and, you remember it too, right? I remember, and maybe I'm just mixing films from my youth, but I well, do. Some, someone else on the, uh, Facebook. Well, someone is, said maybe it was Poison Ivy, and I know for a fact it wasn't Poison Ivy. I knew, but I even went back and double-checked, and I found right. plenty of references to that scene in Poison Ivy, but no, that's not it. Right, exactly. Uh, no, you're right. I do vaguely remember a scene like that in the movie because I remember someone kind of like peeking through the window and kind of being a voyeur about it in the whole scene too, right? Well, there's the other scene where they're both looking in when somebody else is having sex. Right. Well, then there's the woman in the bathtub and there the guys, who, you know, the there's killer the, uh, or whatever is lo yeah, looking in on that too. And there's one scene where Drew's looking in watching the guy people have sex and the guy moves and the kid's at the other window on the other side of the trailer. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's uh, okay. I remember this. I, I, But the one thing I, you said HBO, I remember it being on Cinemax. It, it, you know what? It might have been Cinemax. Skinemax is usually where that kind of stuff went. But it wasn't that. Yep. It wasn't an unrated film. It was a mainstream movie. Correct. Matt Frewer as the leading role. The leading. He, he had top billing. No, it wasn't Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer. Was it Matt Frewer? I thought it Matt's was. Uh, I thought it was uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. It was Matt. Was the father. Frewer. I just watched it. This isn't from memory. I just watched it. Matt Frewer, Max Edrum. He had that he had the title role. Okay. Not title, but you know what I mean. Top billing. You're, he had top billing. I got you. Probably the only time. I'll, I'll, I'll trust you. Now, when was Supergirl made? Supergirl, 84. 84? It took him five years, to get, or six years or something, to get from, we're just the way we are, <laughs> to, to protecting you know, the sanctity of his. Well, he also did uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids the same year. But he coached. 1989. Yes, but he was still. He was well, climbing. you know what? He was climbing. He was climbing. Yes. Yeah. So. Max Hedrum was early 80s, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was 85, 86. Mm -hmm. Something like that. But damn it. I, I'm putting a bounty out on that scene. Well, I mean, and and, and another thing. You, you can delete the scene and you can like make sure it never appears on any prints. But if it was showing on. And you, you can even have it show on Cinemax and not have, the, not have it on the video. Because right. it could be a different print, but you can't erase all knowledge of it. I can't find I can't find an alternate time or an alternate cut mentioned on IMDb. I'm doing Google searches. I can't say, find anybody else at one, any point saying, "Hey, remember that thing with Drew Barrymore?" Nothing. Nothing. You, you know what? Um, this is starting might, to bother might, me. It might be worth tracking an old laserdisc or but old then, VHS. Then, it, if I do if I did a Google search, if that existed, then at least somebody somewhere would say, "Oh yeah, in this laser disc that I'm own or I'm selling or I have or I remember has this scene." It's got. I I don't get it. Right. I might look I, for a laser disc and buy it. I still have a player that works. Now, I have it, two now how, actually. Now, how old was Drew Barrymore when they filmed that? Fourteen. Fourteen or fifteen. Fourteen or fifteen. Now, yeah. 
I know it sounds rather creepy that I'm, what I'm doing is saying I'm really trying to track down the scene of a 14-year-old girl masturbating. Well, let's put it this way. You were also in, you were 15 or 16 yourself. Now I'm 38. So now it's creepy. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. I, about, I, I know. This isn't about seeing it. This is about verifying a memory. Yes. And I'm good with my film memories. Oh, not, I am not, too. Not names, but memory. You know, I remember. Yes. Ah, if anybody knows about this, please contact us. I, I'm Absolutely. losing sleep over this. You know, because there's no actual nudity, might might have a good shot of finding the, the scene on YouTube. I, you think I Oh, I didn't check YouTube. Gee. Oh, you did that already? Okay. Dude, told you. All, I spent all right. an, hour, an hour doing searches all over the internet. <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, what about uh, the? Uh, did you do a far from home uh, wiki search? Because a lot of times they'll do a uh, verbatim mm-hmm. synopsis. Oh, and if the person that's doing it has seen that cut, it might be in that. I found a synopsis, but it didn't mention that scene. Fine. Okay. Well, you know what's interesting when you brought it up. I know that they do do this because the Marissa Tomei Christian Slater film, um, Untamed Heart. Uh huh. Back when that film was released. There, uh, they they cut out a scene where Christian Slater is in her bedroom because she's cutting his hair, and there is a full topless, bare-breasted scene of Marissa Tomei that did not actually start getting shown until a few years ago when she started to be uh, a lot more open about nudity uh, for herself in movies. Uh-huh. When she started doing the the complete. N- nudity topless stripper you know the wrestler and all that stuff that's when that that film that cut of the movie finally came to light i don't remember that because i lost interest when he didn't like think he started thinking he was a gorilla and start like mauling people (laughs) but what i'm saying is they've absolutely done things like that where they've cut out a certain scene but you can't erase all existence knowledge existent knowledge of it Maybe Um, this is a drew barrymore's request like she asked her godfather steven spielberg to take the but, guns out of E.T. and digitally put walkie-talkies in That's great, hands. but you can't flashy thing people. No, of course not. You can't flash. It doesn't mean that they haven't requested I, to change you it. You and I can't be the only ones. And I'm, I'm not going to be the first person to put on IMDb under the question section, hey, anybody else remember 14-year-old uh, girl masturbating in a movie? I'm not going to be the first person to do that. Right, because it's not there. But as, but as soon <laughs> as somebody posts that question, I will respond. Okay. Moving on. Sorry, a little sidetrack there. <laughs> a little fifteen-minute rant. Uh, the number three important. film. I know it is important. The, the number, number three film is The Gray. Uh, came in at nine point three million. It cost twenty-five. It's made thirty-five. Now, I mentioned this in oh. a couple episodes ago. That the reason why this film was released in January is because this is. Yeah. Uh, Liam Neeson's third film to be released in January. He owns January at this point. Right. You know, and I, I when we did our um, our sequels list, yeah, Taken 2 is supposed to come out in Octo- uh, um, October. I guarantee you it gets pushed to January now because this film is successful. I got a feeling for a different reason, though. <laughs> you never know. They already have that solid October. I don't think they'd move it to January on purpose oh. if it sucked. Oh, really? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But this movie actually looks very good. It does. I want to see this. I'm not optimistic about Wanted 2, Electric Boogaloo. Taken 2. Take, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, but this actually looks really good. It looks like a really cool survival film. 
Yeah. You know? I'm very interested in it. All right, moving on. The number two film is The Woman in Black with $20 million in its first week. There's no budget. And this is What's-His-Face from Harry Potter, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yes, Daniel. Don't really care. This is just another uh, The Visitors, or The Others, I mean, type movie where it's old-timey. They wear older clothes and ghosts are involved. So don't care. Just I don't care. At least he got away from that paranormal stuff. Uh, you know, it's good that he's 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 breaking ranks there and you know going into a new venture. It could be worse. He could be nude with horses. He, yeah, he probably was, auditioned for War Horse, and, and yeah, I'm sure that didn't go well. Well, they said, "Daniel, um, put your clothes on. What are you doing?" Exactly. You took my joke, but yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know you're going there. I I was about to, uh, but I'm glad you did first. I'm I'm, I'm sorry. No, it's please. I, All was, right. I wasn't trying to beat you. I honestly didn't think you were going to take that direction. Okay. Yeah. And the number one movie of uh, February 3rd through 5th is Chronicle with $22 million in its first week. It only cost 12 because it is a part found footage, part uh, almost documentary-ish type movie. So it was very cheap to make. Is that one with the kids, right? The one with the kids with the superpowers. Everyone's saying it's a ripoff of something else? Yeah. I brought it up uh, a couple episodes ago. I don't ha- remember. Did you happen to catch the name of whatever it's a ripoff of? Yeah, I did. Um, what the hell was it? I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. You I mean, I could I could look it up real quick. You did quick mention the title want. of what it was ripped off of. That's on. Um, asking. No, about. I did. No, you didn't. No, I no, I did. You did not. I sure did. Oh. I I absolutely did. Here, I'll bring it up. It's on the IMDb site for it. Um, cause someone mentions it in the co- the comment area. Uh huh. All right. But so that was number one. That was number one. Okay. So, uh, finger list. Um, rattle yeah. off. That's right. Finger list. So let's, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. Do that. All right. Let's do that. Ah! Now, starting from the bottom up, we got extremely loud and incredibly close man on a ledge, the descendants, red tails, one for the money. Underworld Awakening, Big Miracle, The Gray, Woman in Black, Chronicle. Would you like me to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay. Big Miracle. You really would cut off your picky finger then to have to go see Big Miracle. With, with well, with everything, nothing's really majorly horrible on this on this road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the only reason I'm not picking one for the money is because since I'm familiar with the book, I have a morbid curiosity to see exactly how bad they fucked it up. <laughs> that that's my only reason I'm not putting that at the top of the finger list. But yeah, I, I'd say you know the whole saving whales thing. I, I can't do it. I, I can't. I can't watch March of the Penguins. I can't. I can't watch uh, Happy Feet. Any of it. It all. It all just bores the living hell out of me. I think I'd. I think I'd be able to get through that. I don't think I'd be able to get through another fucking CGI jerk fest of Red Tails. I just. In my head, I know exactly how bad that's going to look. I know how bad it's going to be acted. I just don't think I can watch it. I don't think so. I can watch Big Miracle because in some some way, I think it. I think it'll be a good film. Yeah. I, can def- I can watch Underworld, even though I know it's going to be terrible. It's just, you know, plot structure, you know, plot structure number eight. Again, as long as she's wearing skin-tight latex for the whole film, yeah. I, I can distract myself in other ways. Even Man on a Ledge, I think I could get through. 
but I don't think I can get through Red Tails. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that I was... just hate George Lucas so much. I can't, I can't put the film about black people in history on my finger list. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I can't do it. I can't hey, put myself to do it. I, I, it's, I, it's, I'm, not, I'm not doing it for racial, so. I know you're not, but I, I just, there's something about it. I was like, oh, no, all right, I'll sit through the history lesson. <laughs> it is Black History Month. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Obviously, that's why they released it. They couldn't get a February release. <laughs> because it blows, Next best thing. but they kind of were hoping that it would make it into February, and then Black Black History Month would maybe help it financially. I totally forgot that it was Black History Month. You son of a bitch! This is our first podcast in February, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, we're running a little behind, um, and we're doing Ghost Dad. And you know, what? I, I think I think I think we're going to have to keep it all uh, all uh, black performance, all urban this month. Oh, really? If okay. We, if we can, if we can, yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to make sure my my uh, challenge to you is is uh, according to that. Okay, all right. Uh, so I I say let's go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we'll do Ghost Dad. Oh yeah, just, we'll just bang that out. How's that sound? Sure. All right. We'll see you when we come back. Bye bye. Joey, do you have time to read these days? I don't. I have a kid. <laughs> Me neither. But you know what? I listen to books. Oh, you do? I download audiobooks at audible.com. There you go. Right now I'm listening to Shock Value, how a few eccentric outsiders gave us nightmares, conquered Hollywood, and invented modern horror. I think you can get that link from our site, too. Uh, well, not for that, but for Audible. No, yeah. well, the audible.com. Yeah, and you can get that book through audible.com. You go to our website, moviesucktastic.com. You go to the podcast page. And on the lower left-hand corner, there's an audible.com link. You click on that, you get a two-week free uh, trial. And you get a kickback. And we, and, and, and we need it. Please. Yeah. Well, I, I, we don't ask for donations, but this is a good way to keep the show running. This microphone is, has more tape on it than my balls. <laughs> That's a lot of tape. That is quite... You know what? You go, go to audible.com. Audible.com, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trying to keep it quick, you know. Yep, yep. Trying to bang this one out. Now, it's not, it's not that we're ba- trying to speak, uh, now, speed things up. Speaking of banging, banging. I like banging. Our next episode is going to be our Valentine's Day episode. That's right. Yes, and uh, we'll be celebrating it by listing. Uh, a, a, well, it was my idea. Um, I couldn't top. We we timed the rape list wrong, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, well. Now I, I, I'm happy to report that checking our website, uh, yeah. we we had a spike 
in visits to the Valentine's Day episode from two years ago. Well, obviously. Apparently, a lot of people are Googling Valentine and penis. <laughs> and we're coming and our up. show's coming right up. That's right. So, so hooray for vulgarities. Uh, we got some more bandwidth traffic from that. You know what we should do? We should, we should be pushing that show all this week on, like, Facebook. You're right. Uh, revisit, revisit the Valentine episode. That's uh, right. And the rape, that's in poor taste. We won't. <laughs> Let's stick to the penis episode. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll stick the penises up, and then this ep- this upcoming episode, Valentine's Day. What we're gonna it won't do be is be too hard. Uh-huh. Joey <laughs> and I are gonna take a nice romantic look at uh, cinema, and we are gonna bring to the table lists of films that we believe uh, are. If you take a date to see these films, or took a date to see these films, they rate as your highest, uh, your most likely and least likely chance to get laid after seeing the film with a date. Oh yeah, so we're I, gonna compare. I got notes. a couple of good ones. <laughs> I think you know what I have this 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 feeling that we're gonna have a lot of the same movies. That that's why I have not prepared a full five of each list. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> but um, we're gonna compare notes on that and talk about some other you know films that have romance and love and that yeah. whole that wackiness. Absolutely. So so next episode is the Valentine's Day episode. So share it with someone you you uh, you you um, like. Yep. Or fond of. Very good. Very good. Stalking. Stalking. Stalkers. Sure. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, now, this now. movie challenge, this is like eons ago. Mother's eons ago. It took me that long to watch the fucking film. Yeah. I challenge this to you. It's, I got to say, I challenge this to you before Christmas. Uh... I just get that feeling that it was before Christmas. I don't even remember where... Oh, it was JD's Revenge. Right. That's right. You challenged me to JD's Revenge, and obviously that's about a a dead dead guy who comes back. So, and he's black, and it was because it was a black exploitation film. Right. So what I did was I took the theme of that and challenged you to Ghost Dad because uh, Bill Cosby he dies and comes back. And I'm very proud of you. You embraced the whole idea of uh, challenges linked by theme. Yes. And it was a great pick, and 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 I suffered for it. Thank you. <laughs> And it's only like an hour and twelve minutes, hour and thirteen minutes. This is a film I avoided seeing when it came out. I have I've actually seen this movie years ago. Never. And I, I, I revisited it today. Never, never, never ever saw it. Now it's funny too, you mentioned it's an hour and fourteen minutes long. Something like that, yeah. I, I found I found the deleted scenes on YouTube. Oh really? Yeah, apparently when they show it on TV they have to add the deleted scenes so it, they can like make it a full two hours with commercials. <laughs> that's, that's funny. <laughs> so I I'll I'll bring those up briefly at some point. Oh my god. How many deleted scenes are there? Like four or five nothing major, four or five. But it adds like an extra five to ten minutes of footage? Yeah. I think it was like twelve minutes of actual footage. Twelve minutes. So it actually yeah. pushes it to over an hour and a half at that point. Well I think wow. with with commercials, because you're thinking uh what is it like uh, ten minutes of commercials for every half hour? Every two hours is around um, sixteen minutes, right? Uh, Forty minutes of commercials for every two hours. For that doesn't make any sense. Let's put it this way: when the only thing I'm basing it on is when Lost would do their. Lost is, is a Lost. different creature. Does that? De- Never mind. You know what? We're not we're not TV sucktastic. I'm not talking about that. It's about a half an hour, yeah. give or take a half an hour of commercials. Anyway, they got stuff they put in it for the to elongate it for the uh, television audience. So that was interesting. <laughs> so uh, you want to play the trailer? You don't have it, do you? I can get it real quick. 
I'll get it real quick. Well, let me give the summary <laughs> while you're looking up the trailers, sir. Okay. Uh, uh, Bill Cosby, whose character I can care less what the real name is because it's Bill Cosby, right? Is a is a, a workaholic dad who who um, ignores his children, and and works all the time, and he's trying to build for their futures, but in doing so, he you know neglects them, and funniest thing happens, he dies. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking forward to this the least. <laughs> and, and man, man, it's just a laugh right after that. The the kids that don't have a father anymore, and they're they're pretty much orphaned because the mother's already dead. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I wish I could have been in the board meeting for this one. Yeah. All right, I have the trailer. Um, I'm not gonna mute you, so okay, we'll just, we'll just be quiet. All right. What? Well, yes. Okay. All right. Trailer. Here you go. enough for tonight. Daddy. Elliot Hopper never has enough time for his kids. Don't wait up for me. I never do. But today is an unusually hectic day. Do you accept the Lord's sickness as a supreme being? I've been meaning to, but I've just been so busy I haven't had a chance to get around to it. In fact... I've got $76. All you have to do is stop the cab. It's his last. Come to work with that attitude! Now... What's wrong with Daddy? Excellent trick! I... I am! You're a duck! A big sissy! Sounds like a host! A host! A ghost? He's a ghost! <laughs> ghost Dad. He's got a family to raise. Diane, don't make me walk through this door. Do you know how weird that's going to make me look? Oh, there goes Diane, you know, Casper's daughter. A romance to keep alive. I can't. Oh. Oh, no, I don't mean that. I, I can't. Of course I wouldn't. And a secret to keep. I know that you're an alien. I want $50,000 or I go to the newspaper. You try to threaten me! Bill Cosby. As you've never seen him before. Invisible. Daddy, can I take you to Chantel? Goes to Dad. So that's a trailer. This is a bad idea, isn't it? Well, I think yeah, the right. smart. That was that commercials song? everywhere. You sure you just didn't play the movie itself? That you know what? It's uh, I might as well have. I might as well have because you saw everything in that trailer. Yeah. That trailer showed you every. If I didn't watch the movie today, I wouldn't have had to because it's all in the trailer. There is nothing to this movie. Mm. There's really no. We, okay, here you go. He dies. He comes back. Uh, he gets in trouble at work. His girlfriend down the block finds out he's a ghost. Then, are we giving away this ending? Do we give a fuck? No. Don't we, no. We do not care. He finds out that he's not really a ghost, but a spirit. Gets back in his body. Movie ends. I thought it was a spook. A spook. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. That was unavoidable in this case. Holy shit, dude. This is Black History Month. <laughs> Come on. That's funny. 
Oh, I'm not saying I, I don't find it funny. <laughs> I It's unavoidable. I'm surprised. That, now, if... You know what we should do? We should get John Dimes on the episode one time this month. Oh, that I'm not making that joke. Um, <laughs> you no, can make if, that joke. If Richard Pryor had done this film, he would have yeah. made that joke. He, he would have. Yes. Absolutely would have. And we'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. But, no, we don't care about ruining any of this at all. Okay, good. Now, now I, I want to do a little history on this because I... I did a little research. I was trying to find interviews of him talking smack about Ghost Dad, and I couldn't find anything. No. I, th I think he's I, too I, close I, a friend with Sidney Poitier. Porsche chair. He, he directed it, right? Yeah. And you yeah. know what? Sidney Poitier, I made a bunch of notes, and I left them on the other computer. God damn it. But oh. I, rem I remember them because I wrote them down. Sidney okay. uh, Porsche chair. Oh, <laughs> That's Poitier. <laughs> you an asshole. So you, you, you a stupid head. You, you dumbass. Dumbass, that's it. Um, he has And you know won. what? That is so inside. Nobody knows what the fuck we just did. But go I, ahead. I don't care. <laughs> he won 25 different awards for film and uh -huh. was nominated for 25 uh, uh, film awards. And not one of them was a directorial one. No. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Yes, there is. Because Sidney Poitier has pretty much directed... Uh, he did Hanky Panky, <coughs> which I liked. That was the one with Gene Wilder? Yeah, I think it's one of the yeah. few ones he did that didn't have a black person in like a supporting role or something. He did Silver Streak. Or was okay. it? No, Stir Crazy. Was Stir one Crazy. I think it was a Stir yep. Crazy. Uh, he did a bunch of old stuff. Uh, I think he did Mother Jokes and Speed back when he was working with uh, Bill Cosby back then. Um, and none of them, I'm not, I'm not saying they're all bad, but you know, none of them were really great. Right. And, and Ghost Dad... Managed to kill the directing career of Sidney Portier and the leading acting career of Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby never le starred in another film in a leading role. Right. And Sidney Portier never directed another film. And thank God to both. Yeah. <laughs> now, if you if you do your little research there, what you find is that uh, now what happened was he did Leonard Part Six, which I saw in the theater. Which I've never seen. I saw that. Real quick story about that. Uh oh. It was 1987. Yes. I went out on my first real date. Okay. Uh, I was 11 years old. Mm -hmm. The girl that was taking me out was 16. Okay. And she could drive. Now. What? I, this is. I'm not joking. I know you're not joking, but okay. All right, so she takes me out. Now, this is also pretty much a family friend. Is this, like who, a, is this like a memory regression thing? Is Are we going to hear, are we going to, you you revealing something here, or is it just a fun story? It's just a fun story. Okay, go ahead. Well, it, and I'll make it quick. Well, anyway, it, <laughs> was, it was a family friend who absolutely loved me, okay? So I guess when I was old enough, she took me out on a date. Yeah. Because she's known me ever since I was a little kid. Okay. Since I was, uh, so So but, you know each other. Yes. All right, keep going. But she took me out. And she was not old enough to get in to see this movie, but she looked old enough to get in to see this movie. So okay. she would have been my consenting adult, you know, no children under 17 type deal. She would have been able to get me into to see Eddie Murphy Raw, All right. which was rated R, or Leonard Part 6. And like an asshole, I said, let's go see Leonard Part 6. Because somewhere deep down, I had this conscience about not going to see an R-rated film with this person. Uh-huh. 
I should have saw Eddie Murphy Raw is what I'm getting at. Okay, but you nailed her, right? I fucking nailed her. Okay. That's, <laughs> I was, that's all I was concerned about. Okay, there you um, go. So, yeah, so I, I did not have any 16-year-old girlfriends at that point, so I did not see the film. <laughs> um, now, and, now, since you saw it firsthand, and as we all right. know, it wasn't a good movie. It's, it's, no, it was terrible. It, it's one. It's it's right up there with Manos, The Hands of Fate. You know, it's one of those films that's regarded as one of the worst films ever made. Yes. This did not sit well with Bill Cosby, of course. It cost him his deal, his uh, contract with Coca Cola. He was did it really. He he was shilling for them big time. Uh, he said in one interview that uh, uh, there are three people I do not li- much I do not like much now. And three specific people. He didn't name them in the interview. And it was all because of Leonard Part Six, so I think a lot of people just like bailed on him after it bombed, and Coca Cola was one of them. He you st- know that he still had the number one show at the time on television. That's just, a, in my opinion, a stupid move. Well, yeah, you know. Um, so of course <coughs> he's trying Excuse to me. he's trying to put some distance between him and uh, Leonard Part Six. Right. So apparently they approached him with Ghost Dad or Cindy Portier. I don't know who approached him with it, and uh, they decided that would be the way to get him back and he said yes because well and you know what i guess sydney portier directing it with a decent track record up until that point right he was like how could this go wrong well it can go wrong because you have a brilliant uh and i forgot who wrote this film but you have a brilliant film uh actor and a brilliant comedian but neither of them are filmmakers right and that that might be where the whole thing fell apart um so now, what I find ironic is, uh, I think Ghost Dad was originally conceived simply as a way to cash in on Ghost. <laughs> because it came out the same year. No, you're right. Ghost came out the same year. And it came out two months before. And as you know, in every case, the the copy always comes out before the original. The the that writer cool. of the film was Brent Maddock, and he did such classics. Uh oh. With that was majorly funded, uh, like Short Circuit. Batteries not included, uh-huh. Short Circuit two, and Tremors up until that point. Really? Yes, all very, very good films. No, I even no, like no. Ba- I like Batteries Not Included. The, yeah. And and I will say the last time I saw that I was a child. You're not reading the whole story here, sir. Well, Brent Maddock has a story credit along with S. S. Wilson. I was going to mention S. S. Wilson, which is my boat. Which is my boat, by the way, the S. S. Wilson. <laughs> And then they have a screen. I've never been on this boat, by the way, but they they both have story credit, okay? Which okay. means it was their concept. And I'm I'm guessing it was to compete with Ghost. And then you have three screenplay credits, those two guys and Chris Reese. And I got a feeling that the way that looks is that Chris Reese was brought in by somebody, anybody, right. to, to rewrite stuff the way they wanted it. I guess so. And you know what? Looking at Tremors, S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock, they came together for Tremors as well in the same year. Everything else they wrote was good. Now, the other person that came in to help with the screenplay, by the looks of it, I don't have the details on this, right. wrote two films, Ghost Dad and The Chamber. The Chamber? Yes, yes. It, does, it sounds familiar, but I don't... You don't remember I, that? I don't know. I don't think so. It, the Grisham it, novel turned into a film. There you go. That the chamber. That's the one yeah. with Danny DeVito and uh, Chris O'Connell. Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Like Gene Hackman is in there. Faye Dunaway. Hold on. Chris O'Donnell. Gene Hackman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I know which one. It, I know it. And that's one of the uh, the lesser received 
Danny DeVito was not in that. I was Grisham novels okay. uh, turned into a film. You're thinking of Batman Returns. Yeah, that's what that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's all he has under his belt. Holy shit! So, okay, and even that he co-wrote screenplay wise with William G- Goldman, who right. probably you know came in and fixed it because William Goldman's a fucking pro. What that, else has he done? William Goldman. That that's uh, Princess Bride. He's done everything. Ah, uh, he's written every. He's one of the old school. He's written everything. Okay. Butch Cassidy, the Sundance Kid. I could go on for hours. Got it. He's a fucking genius. Um, anyway, so they, they, they do the ghost dad. Now, what I find funny is I was looking at um, Wikipedia doing my research because I was trying to find uh, more info on that, that, that girl that tried to blackmail him because she said she was his illegitimate daughter. Oh, God, that's right. I still think she was. I wouldn't doubt it. I, I, cause I, I really wouldn't. He admitted, to, he admitted to, to having an affair with his mother, her mother, and to paying her $100,000 over the course of the years to, to keep her silent. Why would you do that unless you had your kid? Right. And, and I, it was funny because I'm watching this like, oh, okay. So it's a movie. The, the opening scene is a girl whose father isn't there to read her bedtime story, and she's being neglected by her father. And I was like, wow, wow, this yeah. is a, this is. Mm. A, I, I, I bet you, um, I bet you, Autumn Jackson is like just like watching this film at that time, just crying to herself to sleep. Where's my daddy? Oh, he's making ghost dad. <laughs> it's so poignant. But yeah. I came across Wikipedia, and it's great because I'm looking. I'm trying to find anything that hasn't badmouthing Ghost Dad. And then on the part where it talks about the '90s and 2000s, it goes from his TV show stuff, and then says, uh, "I quote: um, He appeared in detective black and white film noir themes, uh, classic movie stuff. He also made appearances in three more films: Ghost Dad, The Meteor Man, and and Jack. In addition, Jack. yeah, he was that's the one with. Uh... That's the one with um, what's his face? Um, Robin Williams. He plays the big kid. Robin Williams. That's right. Play the doctor. So, I, honestly, it does not mention. I can't find any mention of uh, of a Leonard Part Six in Wikipedia, and it says he also made an appearance in Ghost Dad. No, no, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no mention of Autumn Jackson anywhere on his Wikipedia page. I, I think he scrubs the page. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. Ironically, it has a sexual harassment suit where a woman claimed that he assaulted her after giving her pills. I do remember that. I do remember that. But no mention of Autumn Jackson anywhere on Wikipedia that no. I can find. But doesn't even mention doesn't even mention Leonard Part Six. And oh, he appeared in Ghost Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not trying to hide from this. Yeah, no. That's funny. You've done a lot of homework about this film. Well, you know, you know what got started getting to me is I, I grew up listening to Bill Cosby albums. Me too. If you watched the Bill, this movie, Ghost Dad, and this was your first experience with Bill Cosby, you had never heard of him before. It's the first time you ever seeing him. It would never occur to you that this man was a classic comedian who was hilarious. hilarious. Bill Cosby himself, to this day, is probably my, and and it's. Because I grew up with it, I think a lot that had a lot to do with it. But my favorite Bill Cosby stand-up ever, which the Cosby Show is based on. So if anyone out there is looking to really get into Bill Cosby, watch Bill Cosby himself because the entire Bill Cosby, uh, the Cosby Show is based on it. Yeah, I don't care for that one either. That's my favorite. Yeah. My absolute favorite. It's when he started losing it, all the family shit. When he started losing it. <laughs> Honestly, you know what? If you go back and look at all the stuff, and like the albums, uh, his stand-up comedy, he was a storyteller. 
Uh-huh. He was a very yeah, storyteller. That was his shtick. He would tell you stories. He would tell you tales. He wasn't telling jokes. He was telling you stories. He was like a he was like an urban storyteller. Yes, he was. Really great stuff. And when you look at his then when he started doing TV shows, he was the cool hip black man. Yep. You know what I mean? He 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 had the presence about him. His early show, the the Bill Cosby show. I don't remember this one. I had to look it up. It was out in the early 70s. It only lasted one season. And that one, I mean, the first episode has him uh, jogging through the, through the city. Right. And then, and you know, he's throwing a ball with kids and stuff and doing, you know, comedy, like repeating some of his comedy routines about the head talking to the feet, stuff like that. Yeah. And then at some point, these cops pull over and say, yeah, someone, ro- someone robbed the, uh, the, the laundry store over there. Where were you? <laughs> and, now he, and he doesn't have his wallet on him because he's jogging. So now he has to prove right. who he is. And it's ed- edgy stuff. Well, it's it's real stuff, especially for the time, early seventies. Right, you're doing racial stuff and cops, you know, uh, just completely pointing uh, pointing him out because he's black. And one of the cops was black too. They tried to pull the edge off there. Oh, okay, but it, um, I mean, it was he he portrayed. If you if you watch him even back in Mother Jugs and Speed, or um. Or I Spy, he wasn't goofy. What was it? he did a? Uh, it was either a TV show or or a movie where there's a scene in the in the show where he's getting a back massage and the woman is using vibrators. I vaguely remember that. You, it's like uh, he uh, he just comes back from playing tennis or something. Oh, that's and, that's and, and, that's um. I can tell you that's that's the uh, California Suite. Okay, or, uh, that's the one. Cal- I, I think it's the California. Suite. I think I think you're right. But he, he comes back from playing tennis and he's getting a massage and the and she's using vibrators. Uh huh. And I was always growing up. I was like, that's Bill Cosby. Yeah. And he's got vibrators on his back. Well, and even and now as an adult, I'm I revisited it not that long ago, and I still had the same reaction. That's Bill Cosby. He's got vibrators on his back. Well, his early routines. He had a routine earlier about having. Um, yeah, like being in a hot tub with like girls at this resort, and like the wife walks in on him. Oh, <laughs> so something along those lines. I mean, he he did adult stuff. Yeah, and then and even his early TV show stuff. Again, like yeah, you know, uh, I I read that originally it was supposed to be two seasons of the Bill Cosby Show, but he didn't want them to put a laugh track in it because he felt it, it demeaned the humor of the show. Uh, ahead of and, his time, and he believed, and he believed that's why they cut it down to one season. Like they they had you know those these conflict of uh, interest. He's, he's probably right. And if you, if you look at Richard Pryor too, he had the same issues when he got into television. He wanted to do his own thing, and it was edgy stuff. He and he wanted to make a difference. He wanted to to tackle issues. Right. And it never jibes with major television, whether it's the producers or the audiences. It doesn't work. And so Bill Cosby always had that real solid edge. It was part of his humor. He wasn't a goofy. He wasn't a clown. He was a good comedian. And I'm convinced that. Uh, I mean, if you look at the picture pages, he's, okay. he's still cool even there. Like Electric Company, he's still the man. Yeah. Somewhere between Fat Albert, <laughs> Puddin' Pops, <laughs> and The Cosby Show, he sold out his, um, I want to say, urban persona for a homogenized, goofy... Family man. Family man clown that white sure. people can be feel comfortable around. And you know what? It worked out for him because he had the number one show. Oh, it did every what? season. The until the Simpsons, I think after that established itself in its like second or third season, it took over Thursday nights 
and it that became the number one show. Right. But his the show was still the number two show, and but then yeah, I but mean, then when he jumps out of that and says, "Okay, now I'm going to do feature films," he has he's lost it. He's lost that at that, that point, edge, and sure. he's doing and he's doing shit like Leonard Part Six because he doesn't know how to do straight anymore. He he, I, he can't go back to Mother Jugs and Speed. Now he's got to do okay. Let's let's take my goofy character. Even in Ghost Dad, there should be an edge to this character, and all he's doing is playing Huxtable. You know, I'd like to see him revitalized somehow. I'd like to see him in a movie playing a character that he absolutely should never play. Like, let's say, for instance, Quentin Tarantino. And I know we've used this before where Quentin Tarantino has revitalized people's careers. But think about it. Quentin Tarantino is taking Kevin Costner and and he's putting him in Django Unchained. Yeah. And I can guarantee you Kevin Costner's character in that film will be different than anything Kevin Costner has ever done before. And I, not that it'll revitalize his career, but people will look at him in a different way and say, you know what? Kevin Costner's all right. As long as he's not playing golf or saving Indians, I don't care. Yeah. But I think if, say, somebody like Quentin Tarantino took Bill Cosby and put him in their film and made him a fucking crazy person, I think that would be very interesting because it's something you would absolutely not expect you can't do it now the guy's too old it's kind of like making albert brooks the bad guy in drive you well, don't expect that albert well, brooks to be the bad guy in drive but or do it well I, I i had no problem with that i didn't seem out of place no, to me i not uh, that he was out of place but you just you don't see albert brooks do that no, bill cosby's in the 70s you're not going to get him to do that and honestly he has an edge when it comes to like his his uh socioeconomic policies and you know he's come out and said uh, controversial things about the black community, and uh, and he's he's very active in that sense, and that's where his his hard edge comes back there. But in entertainment, he cannot get past the Huxtable thing anymore. Right, and that's what Ghost Dad was. It was to him just showing that as far as being a comedian, he he's done. He doesn't have that anymore. No, I I I, I think you're right, uh, but I do think that he could do something if Quentin Tarantino called him and said, "Hey, oh. I got this part. I want you to do it." He's 70-something. He's not doing any action movies. He's listen, not playing a hard-ass. Yeah, anyway, let's talk about the film. Oh, we're not done? What do you mean? <laughs> we haven't talked about the movie yet. I know. <laughs> we haven't talked about the film. Uh, all right, let's talk about the movie. What do, what do, you, what do, you, what do you want to say? I want to say that I thoroughly hated it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry I challenged it to you. Because <laughs> I had to revisit it myself. And 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 I remember watching it 22 years ago or 21 years ago, and not hating it as much as I hated it now. And also, Ghost Dad, you could also thank Ghost Dad for Raven, because oh, yeah. she she wasn't in the film, but she she uh, auditioned for it, and she was too young. And she but, got put. She went in the Cosby Show. Yeah, Cosby's like, oh, I like her. Let's put her that, and that that began the Raven debacle. Raven Simone. Oh, speaking of his family, so this is the single father with the three kids mm-hmm. and this has got to be the whitest black family i've ever seen in my life yeah. <laughs> the, but son, the, the, the son, cosby show is the same way no the cosby show kids make the, the, his family and ghost dad makes the cosby show kids seem like the french prince of bel-air <laughs> come on what was the what was the son's name uh um aldo what was <laughs> excuse me no it was uh no, no his name was cliff all right I don't even remember. I, I never watched. I it, watched the show a bit. 
it was uh, Cleo. Cleo, that's right. Cleo. I mean, I mean, Cleo had you know he had some urban in him, and and it, there was some stuff going on. There, there wasn't completely homogenized. It wasn't that bad. But this one, the the son, the the, the son's doing magic tricks. Yeah, I know. The, the old <laughs> the older daughter's talking like a valley valley girl and dating a white guy or yeah. trying trying to date a white guy. Please. Please. Oh, well, think. yeah. Well, what about later in the movie where she's like, "This is totally radical." So I'm saying, she's, she, there's like, there's no street at all. No. And, and well, they live in a, a, a nice, beautiful white neighborhood with manicured lawns and 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 beautiful sunrises and and all kinds of yeah. So are know, the, so are the people take kids. out their trash. So are the white kids, but they're act they're acting more. You know, it's just it's, it's horrible. It's, it's, there's no culture there at all. There's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing that like separates. Right. <laughs> it, it's. I'm just watching. This, this this could be a white family. And then of course he goes to his business where he's a big broker. I'm not even sure what kind of business he was doing. He was he's brokering a deal. That's all we know. Uh, I thought he said at one point. Was it? Uh, he goes. Are you the devil? He goes. I'm worse. I'm from the phone company. I think that was a joke, though. Oh, you know what? I think because right, he came out of the phone yeah. when he threatened uh, the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, okay. no I think you're right. I think he was some sort of a broker. And it's literally nothing but old white people. Yeah, especially the the boss. He's like, I'm eating salad food again. <laughs> no, that was the guy he was doing the merger with. That wasn't That's, the boss. Right. Well, yeah, still. Yeah, no, but but it's all all <laughs> all of his all of his associates are old white guys. And then yeah. when he goes in his office, of course, you see a couple black guys in the background run by real quick. Like, okay, so you're the only black man in this company, and they're not gonna fire you. No. That's why you're there. That's right. I mean, if, if there was more than one, I mean, it's not it's not racist the way it sounds. That's anti-white the way I'm saying it. Yeah. That's anti-white. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a I'm little not, bit. Because obviously he's good at his job. <laughs> and, that, and the whole opening is, I, I now I know where Final Destination ripped off their gimmick. What What's that? Are you following me? Where, where they, they faked his death like, like two or three times before he actually gets in the cab oh yeah yeah when he gets elevator he gets ropes the, are snapping well when when he walks down the steps he almost trips on a skate and there's even a deleted scene where he goes into his office that scene remember when he walks and goes oh your windows are in and that never pays off right <laughs> there's a whole deleted scene where he walks in and there's like it's like a big open hole in the wall and he almost falls out of it twice yeah then it goes in the elevator and two of the the, the actual uh support lines break yeah and and it's like that never comes to light. Like somebody should have died at some point in that day. They keep teasing you. They keep teasing you. Oh, he's gonna die. Oh, he's gonna die. Right. It, it's it's. And then even when you're right, when he takes the cab, that's teased throughout the whole scene. And then eventually he, uh, they hit the the bridge. The cab driver hits the bridge and he falls over. Yeah. And that, that whole conversation in there was like, "Who are you? I am." It's like Bill Cosby trying to be funny. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hate it as much I as I thought I was gonna hate that scene. But, he, but it wasn't funny. I mean, it's it, no, he, it wasn't funny. But you, I could tell out. that if it was done correctly, it could have been hilarious. You, you, you take someone who who has spent decades being nothing but like laugh out loud funny, and you right. get a situation where they're trying to be funny, and it's oh, yeah. like when he meets the uh, the the British guy, the right. whole thing with oh your name's Edith, Edith? No, it's Edith. Like, <laughs> it's a girl's name. Who, no, it's not. Well, every girl I've ever met who devoted that, five minutes of screen time to this joke. <laughs> and and they revisit it a couple of it's, times. Oh yeah, and then they turn into a running gag because it's so because it's because the possibilities are endless endless of a guy named Edith. Yeah, yeah. Or how about when he can't talk because he's out of sync? Mm-hmm. 
And it's just him doing his... Again, half the film is just him mugging at the camera. Yep. This is, this is what it's come down to. He's become a parody of himself in this film. <laughs> and this is why I'm glad he stopped doing movies after this, because that's all he would have done. He hasn't done anything since Ghost Dad, has he? Uh, that was his last leading role. He's... Oh. he's He's, he's, done, been, he's been supporting in some stuff. Yeah, again, like in Jack and things like that. He's been in a right. couple things, but in yeah. last leading role. Oh, what about but, that beginning where the daughter like makes small penis jokes with him? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa! And then there's a deleted scene where she, she, she's driving him to work. Yeah. And she's like, and he meets after he talks to the uh, neighbor, and the daughter's asking, did you sleep with her yet? <laughs> I'm uncomfortable with this conversation. And, and what I, what, what's funny is, is this movie has a lot more adult oriented uh, dialogue and scenes than you would expect and and not like the, when the when the daughter is driving with her ghost father at that point with uh, that white guy that really likes her and then he sticks his tongue out at her and wiggles a, it he's been in a bunch of shit too what the hell was his i don't remember but you're right he was in a bunch of stuff i think he played a he always I think he was on a TV show. I think he was a cop on a TV show for a while. Oh, that's just because he looked like uh, for, uh, twenty uh, Jump Street. Twenty one. I don't think so, but you can look him up real quick. Uh, while we're talking, I might. All right, I you might. go ahead and do that. But uh, it just—it's a lot more adult-oriented than you would expect. You know, like for instance, near the same character. He comes through the phone, and he's like, "The bitch won't answer the phone. The bitch can't answer the phone." I'm like, I'm not expecting Bill Cosby to to do that no yeah, well, like in his early career like when we said it was uh early in his career it was a little more edgy but because he went the family man route i i was wasn't expecting to hear any of that yeah so that i don't know have you found him yet no i'm looking myself you know what i have a feeling he doesn't have a headshot on imdb i recognized him though no, no, no. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but I don't see a headshot here. I, I, what I'm, was I'm, his name in the movie? Oh, who knows what the fuck his name was? It was, was it his was, name like Anthony or something? It was it's something like that. It was a first name. So I was looking for first names, and I don't see anything by that. Yeah, she's talking uh, to her father, but basically how, like, how horny she is. And there's a deleted scene, too, where, where yeah, I just mentioned that. What am I? I'm, I'm talking in circles. <laughs> I, I was on, it's like, yeah, it's nice. It, it, you always expect adult humor in a kid's movie. It happens even in cartoons, but not of such a blatantly uncomfortable nature. Right. Where you have the daughter you know, making fun of the, the father's penis size. His name is Dana Ashbrook. Dana? Who, who did he play? Oh, okay. Tony. Oh, he looks totally different in his headshot. He looks way different in his headshot. Still working. Not very often, but he is still working. Oh, Twin Peaks. That's where I re recognize him from. He was the kid in Twin Peaks. Oh, that's right. He that's, was. I, I, I'm embarrassed I couldn't place that. It's been a while since I watched Twin Peaks. And he that, was. Okay. He was in law, an episode of Law and Order. Maybe mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. No, 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 and he was in 21 Jump Street. <laughs> no, was he really? Yeah. He was, he was, uh, he was in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, he was. was that's right. He was in Waxwork. And he was in She's Out of Control, the film with Tony Danza. And Return to the Living Dead Part Two. That's, that's right. Okay, now it's all coming back. He's been in yes, but but Twin Peaks was the kicker. I should have recognized. Yeah, him Twin Peaks. and I remember him from She's Out of Control. Ah, oh, I had never seen that. That was with Tony Danza, where his daughter is a total geek with the braces and and the glasses, and Tony Danza's girlfriend says, "Hey, she's getting older." Why don't we, you know, give her a makeover? And when they're done, she's like fucking, she's a smoking 10. 
And she's the 15. stupidest concept ever. And she's fifteen, and they're like like primping her to be pimped. Yeah, exactly. No, you know what exactly. the best one ever was? Uh, Gerard Depardieu movie. I forget. Oh, the, the one with Katherine Heigl. I forget. My the father, name of- my father, the the hero. Yes, she's actually based on a French film, but you expect it from the French. Right. And, and it's it's the whole. And well, Catherine Heigl was like thirteen or fourteen when she did that, and she's wearing a thong. She she when she walks yeah. up from the uh, she's she's sitting down at the pool. She walks up and she's wearing a thong. And at fourteen, and when I saw that movie, I was about the same age, and my tongue is hanging out of my head. I remember that. I remember seeing it the trailer. I was like, she's fourteen years old. We're parading her on the screen as as like a piece of meat, and then her oh, father yeah. her father. Pretends to be her boyfriend so she can get laid by this other guy. Yeah. And then everybody's pissed off at him because they think he's like robbing the cradle. Right. It's just, it's the most disturbing fucking thing ever. Yeah. And they're still doing it to this day. I, I still am convinced that to this day, they, they find girls that are cute now that they know will grow up to be hot or uh, attractive in some way so that they can market them. Uh, all through adulthood. Well, the actors do it themselves. Uh, Joe Piscopo did it. Well, I'm talking about females. I, I'm talking about females too. John, Joe Piscopo. I'm saying Joe Piscopo got a girlfriend when she was underage and got her all set. And then, so by the time she came of age, she was like hot. Jerry Seinfeld did the same thing. Uh, oh, really? Woody Allen did it with his daughter. Uh, Morgan Freeman did it with his granddaughter, which is all mm. levels of fucking sick. Yeah. So I mean, it's well. It's, Will Smith is doing it with his daughter. It ain't just on film, sir. No, but yeah. I mean, and then sleeping with them, I'm saying. Oh, sleeping with them. Yes. No, I don't think Will Smith's sleeping with his daughter. No, you're not. You're right. I thought you were talking about marketing there. No, Morgan Freeman's fucking his grand- granddaughter. Get out of here. You didn't know that? I mean, are they biologically related? Go- Google that. I don't think so, but Google that. It doesn't matter. He Get raised f- her. He raised f- her. He. Ra- oh, that's fucking... Ew. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I'll take your word for it. He That's gets a creepy. pass, but he gets a pass. But Woody Allen is the brunt of jokes nonstop. Okay. Oh, constant. Yeah, I know. You're right. I mean, at least I'm he's not, not related to her. I'm not defending Woody Allen, <laughs> but he's not related to Soon Yi or whatever the hell her name is. But but again, he gets all the flack. Yeah. But we, well, we because Morgan Freeman can there. do a really good voiceover. He doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't get the brunt of anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So but, anyway, where, anyway, where were we? we? We started off with small penis jokes about the father, and that's how Right, with the daughter, and okay. Speaking of sex. Speaking of sex. The, he goes over to the neighbor's house. When yeah. He's a ghost, and she starts she starts trying to, you know, oh, you, you and I have to spend some time together, and she, she's seducing him. Right. And she's like, and he's like, oh, I can't. And then she kind of grabs at his crotch, and he's like, oh, that's not what I mean. And then, but then <laughs> he's making like, like, like excited, goofy, excited faces. Yep. No, 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 no. <laughs> you're you're not allowed to do that, sir. And all of a sudden, it cuts to him going back into the house again, yep. right? Yes. So I'm like, all right, I, I I can understand that. But then later on, at the end of the film, when when he reveals to her that he's a ghost, she's she's shooting all these questions, and she says, "And how can you fall through a bed?" <laughs> Which tells me at some point they cut a sex scene out. <laughs> and thank God that they did. <laughs> it was like that Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Sam Elliott sex scene that we will never never get to see. Uh, Fatal Beauty. I'll be there out there somewhere. You know, if there's an apocalypse, I better stumble across a goddamn reel of that. 
I, you know, because that's the only way it's going to happen. This may sound sick on several levels, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. Oh, I want to see it. Though I, I want to see that. Okay, all right. There's, just, there's just something about that. I'm that not the intrig- only one. Then, in, yeah, it, that it intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Intrigues. That's a good. That's a good word. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's today's word. Mm. Intrigue. So, so. <laughs> I mean, we we the plots there, and like the, the gimmicky thing where where you can turn the light off, you can see them, and it's like the horrible, horrible right. special effects graphics. Oh, they're terrible. They're really bad. I mean, and, and like the logic of the film doesn't even stand up with, oh, he's a spirit, not a ghost. He's spirit, not a ghost. It, His body is still somewhere, and that's hereditary. why he's not actually dead. It's hereditary. And because he didn't have his wallet, they yeah, it's hereditary. Well, Give me a fucking the break. The wallet thing. So they find his body at the hospital with the cabbie's name on it. Right. Right? Because he didn't have his wallet. Because the cabbie had his wallet. The cabbie's outside in the cab. What happened where they thought he was the cabbie? <laughs> the only explanation I could think, and it, and then he sees him in the same cab. It's the same cab. Yeah. This is the oh, cab, that, this is the cab yeah. that fell off the bridge and crashed. He recognized and, and And who gives this guy a second shot at this job? I mean, unless it's, it's his own cab company. Cab. It's the same cab. <laughs> he had it repaired. So the only thing I can think of is... They pulled the cab from the lake. Yeah, uh, but it was really fucked up when it went over the bridge. Yeah, found both of them in it. Somehow mistook Bill Cosby, uh, a black man in a suit, for the cabbie <laughs> uh, who must have had a medallion license <laughs> attached to the dashboard or something like that. Something. And then His the picture's cab- got to be somewhere in the cab. Right, and then the cabbie must have shown them bill cosby's wallet and said that's me i said okay go here's your cab go along <laughs> there's no, i doesn't it, it, it's yes that's why it's got a four out of ten on imdb the man who wrote tremors did not write this <laughs> and, and in the same year in the, yeah there, there's no way it's not like he wrote tremors five years before this film tremors um tremors and this film were written in the same year so I don't know how they could take a, a, a film like or a script like Tremors and turn it into a great film, and then polar opposite, take the same Get, writer and churn out this chud. I'm tell I'm telling you, he wrote it, yeah, with the other guy, yep, uh, or, or there's something involved because they both got story credit, mm-hmm. and, and then, they, they the, like I said, it's the same two that did Tremors, right? And, and so they, you know it's a it's a good team. I think they sold it. And then they re- and then they rewrote it based on whatever Bill Cosby and Sidney Poitier wanted, and it's obvious that they made changes while they were filming because of some. Wh- they, that makes total sense. Well, the whole thing with the banquet. Remember the banquet? Yes. He keep mentioning the banquet. Yes. And he comes back and he's fired. He says, "Well, why, why aren't you dressed yet? We have to get to the banquet." They keep talking about the banquet, and I'm thinking, okay, the beginning's gonna come where he gets his job back by going to the banquet. We never get to the banquet. Nope. No, no. Never. The banquet's gone. I think they ran out of money. Probably ran out of money, or, or it's just like while they're filming, you know, we can't do the banquet. That's I why agree. Even yeah. even the ending we see now that one of the deleted scenes is a tacked on ending, where as they're leaving the building, like the the head of PR for the hospital waves them down, and and the kids kind of decide that Bill Cosby's going to marry the neighbor now, <laughs> and they all laugh and get in the car. I said, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Suddenly, mom doesn't matter anymore. That's right. I got you. Now, since it's hereditary, what would be great? 
is is if uh, they did a sequel where the little girl is is kidnapped. <laughs> okay. You see where I'm going with this? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't think I am. I don't know if I want to. Kid- kidnapped by. by- Oh, by European no, well, Euro trash? Oh, no. I, I'm thinking more of, like, Lovely Bones. Oh, God. Oh, God. Except she can actually go to them and tell them where she is. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh... Either that or at the end where, when Bill Cosby and his daughter go back in their bodies at the same time, they should have gone in the, each other's bodies. <sighs> then we, body, body switch movie. Then, yeah. we, then we could have had a sequel where Bill Cosby runs around pretending to be an 18-year-old girl. Yeah, that, that 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 might work. Might work. That might work. But yeah, like when she's in the hospital with him and she's outside of her body mm-hmm. and and he's like get back in your body and she's like no, this is totally red. <laughs> and she starts flying away. <laughs> and I'm like how did that get approved? Who greenlit that scene? Uh, what is with and tons more wire work than an evil dead film. What the fuck? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. <laughs> it's like come on and you know and also the, everything is built up in this movie about i have to i have to close this deal so my family is set everything hinges on this deal right and i'm not the kind of person that needs 100 percent closure at the end of a movie i hate the epilogues and all that but when right. they end the film he still doesn't have a job yeah doesn't have a job didn't close the deal none He's, of that stuff he still has no way to support his children now and and and, and she's I'll, not getting the car. No, she's not getting the car. Because he promised and, and, the car. And, the, you know, the the thing is, too, it, with with credits, it was an it's an hour and 22 minutes long, this movie. Mm-hmm. So when you say there's deleted scenes and none of them consist of of them uh, talking about him getting his job back or making or closing that deal. Right. You're right. They ran out of money or they just thought that, it wasn't necessary. Like I said, there's there's that scene they tack on at the end of the deleted scenes. It all, it, it feels like a tack. That ending was like, okay, we need to have something to smile about at the end. And right. it must have, and they must have realized at the end, it's like, yeah, it's really even worse with that. Which just, <laughs> just just cut it off. Just roll the credits. Get it done. Don't yeah. even don't no, even it, it, don't even it just bring up like more a rush questions. Job. Sure. Yeah. I I mean, as far as deleted scenes too, there's also the two other scenes I didn't mention was uh, um, there's a scene where. The uh, secretary. C- oh right. She she the, with the big glasses. Yeah. She confesses um, having a, um, a secret uh, desire for him. Yeah. And, and while she's doing that, he floats back to the British guy who's in the, who's in the bathroom in an airplane, and a nun walks in on them and thinks they're two gay guys. <laughs> and then the British guy flushes Bill Cosby out the toilet, and he comes back down while she's finishing up saying how much she loves him. Yeah. yeah. That that was a that. Sh- I don't know why they cut that. Don't don't know why either. <laughs> <laughs> a nun finds him in the bathroom and thinks they're gay. Even the even the British guy who 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 uh, who's it was it was like the it's like okay we need a way to explain everything. Well, there's this British scientist who sucks him over and does things to him and tells him he's a ghost. I've never seen anyone last more than three days. <laughs> It's ed- I'm gonna make it to Thursday. <laughs> no, you're not. Fuck uh, you. I am. Oh, uh, I think uh, honestly, a much more funny and enjoyable movie would have been if Bill Cosby actually died in that t- t- cab crash, <laughs> and the rest of the film was the kids like being evicted, 
from the house and torn apart by orphanages and you know and just you know being taken put in the different foster families well the movie was made at a time when the older daughter becomes like a junkie yeah, well, the movie was made at a time where they really didn't harp on rich people problem films like they kind of do now. The, the the boy he suffocates to death in the the trunk while he's doing that that magic trick, right? Because his ghost dad wasn't there to save him. <laughs> you know, the seventies, eighties, and nineties really consisted of movies that were really you know more middle class type stuff, whereas we're in a time period now where you know the entertainment industry, celebrities, they're considered the the top of the food chain as far as how people perceive um how we should be and sure. all of these movies coming out are rich people problem movies they all have the giant house they all drive the great car and it's very done very nonchalant mm-hmm. in the movies where it's like that ah, that's just the way it is and you know what that's not the fucking way it is yeah you're right now usually i go off on that ramp but thank you sir no, I just I felt that it needed to be said. Yeah, and even this one, it was it was even though he's working in a big office and everything, it's it's still more of a middle class. Oh yeah, issues thing. I mean, look at the car that he's driving; it's a station wagon. And they still had Mercedes and Lexuses, you know, in nineteen ninety. And it makes me wonder too if you go as far as like the uh, black representation in films. You know, Ghost Dad is obviously before the whole do the right thing, um, um, boys of. Uh, Boys in the Hood, right? Revolution that really like brought brought attention in entertainment, at least entertainment cinema, back to like the the, the uh, urban situation, right? And again, in the seventies, you had that same struggle with people like Bill Cosby and Eddie Murphy coming out with uh, and um, not Eddie Murphy so much as uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Richard Pryor coming out with these trying to break in a television show with edgy, realistic television shows that really approached. You know, real issues and about integration and and black culture in America and and the whole race issue and race relations and it seemed like the '80s just kind of this everybody was so riled up from the '70s, like the '80s just kind of washed that all away. Yeah, like the, at least at least your mainstream comedies really tried to just put that behind them, and if they did bring stuff like like that up, it was like Soul Man. Soul Man. Where it was, you know, ha-ha funny. Ah, see, he's black now, and now everybody hates him. I remember so, the one scene in Soul Man that sticks out in my head, which is where he's been taking all these uh, pills to make him black. And uh, at the end of the film, he just goes with his mom and dad. He goes, Mom, Dad, I'm black now. <laughs> and then walks away. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Face paint doesn't make you black. You can't and- pull it off. Even if he did take drugs to make his skin color black, he just is not black. But I think with Soul Man, it was kind of like even though they were trying to say something, it's like um, it's like that uh, film uh, White Man's Burden. Even even though their heart's in the right place and they're trying to make a point and trying to like somehow expose racial issues and race right. relations and and uh, uh, the black plight in white America, they don't do it, and and they don't do it to like with Soul Man, they they don't do it to a point where okay. It's almost okay that you're making these jokes because you're trying to prove a point and the white guys are the bad guys, but it's still not right. Yeah. <laughs> there's still, I mean, you could, because there's not that edge to it. Like, like um, if you go back to Silver Streak. Oh, God, Silver Streak, yeah. When, when, when Richard Pryor is trying to teach uh, Gene, Wilder Gene Wilder how to be black in the bathroom. <laughs> and he's we bad. 
Yeah, and it, well, we bad is um from um. Oh, stir you're crazy. stir crazy. You're right. And, and he's he's rubbing shoe polish on Gene Wilder's face and say, "Listen, this is how you be black. You got to get down. You got like and he's, and he's he's in a way he's kind of mocking the uh, posturing of like uh like black youth in that time period. Yeah. And it's okay because Richard Pryor's doing it. You know what I'm saying? I understand completely. And there's there's a dynamic in that scene where okay, this is funny because of that, and this is working because of that. And then you get stuff like Soul Man, where no, this doesn't work. I I, I don't care if you do get uh, Darth Vader to come up and say, oh, you know, <laughs> th- say you're okay. Whatever, this is not right. I don't care if you're trying to nail the black girl. So that's why all of a sudden you're having feelings. Right. You know, I just and of course the black girl has a, has a uh, child. Okay. I, I remember that right, right? Was yes. she a single mother? Uh, she I was believe... working her way through college. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fuck! Come on. <laughs> the eighties tried to do like it's like they they tried to take the 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 softer approach to everything that the seventies tried to do, which yeah. is head on punch in the face. At least yeah. that's how it seems to me. Okay. It, it's no, I th- I think I think you're right. I but, think but, you're right. But anyway, Ghost Dad sucked. Yeah, it's fucking blue, I, and I don't usually apologize for my challenges, only because that's that's what we're trying to do to each other. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, a little bit. And 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 it's it's bad even for a film that uh, Bill Cosby apparently appeared in. Ah, <laughs> oh, I almost spit my wine out when I read that. Ah, uh, okay. You know, Do there's you, there, there's what? there's a pattern on my wall that looks like an angry duck. What from the the spackle? Yeah. Oh, really? Just staring at it for the past half hour. It looks like an angry duck. I just had you, to mention it. You just noticed this now? No, I've been, I've been staring at it for half an hour. And no, start- no, well, I, well, okay, let me reiterate. You've just noticed this now and not like three years ago when you did this back No, because it's just one random pattern. I, sh- I, won't, I won't be able to pick it out again, but for the last half hour, it's been irritating me. You should make a little pencil mark around it so you can always look at it. Oh, that, that way it leads madness. <laughs> so do you have a movie challenge for me? Yes, I do. Now, now the obvious... The obvious retaliation for such a for such a feat that you occurred to, that you've uh, incurred on me, Leonard Part Six. We Leonard Part Six. Right. I didn't want to be that obvious. Okay. However, considering that's Black History Month, uh huh, which I didn't know at the time. So have you changed your movie challenge in knowing that, or no? It just, no, no, it's, okay. it's a happy coincidence. Oh. Um, okay. I decided I wanted to go the route of challenging you to another Bill Cosby film. However. I didn't want to do Leonard Part 6 because it was too obvious. And I haven't seen it, and I don't want to watch it. Okay. So I went the other route. And I'm not necessarily sure if this is going to be a 100% bad film, but it can't be good. Okay. And I'm saying that because I saw it in the theater when I was real young. And I remember hating it, but I hated it back then because Bill Cosby wasn't funny. At least not the way I knew him as a kid. I'm drawing a blank on what it could be. I know you are because not many. This film rarely comes up uh, nowadays. It is available on Netflix, but not streaming. It's it's not, it's available on disc. That's fine. Um, I know you'll be able to get a copy real quick. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. And is it? It's not animated. It is not animated. I want to okay. see if you can guess this. Actually, can I get somebody other than Bill Cosby in the film? Uh, yes, you can. But. Uh, you can't. You can't. You can't take any guess. Not with just Bill Cosby alone. Right, I'll give you the year, nineteen eighty-one. Nineteen eighty-one. So we're talking like almost a decade before Ghost Dad. Nineteen eighty-one, Bill Cosby. I think that, that's before uh, Cosby Show, right? Cosby Show started in mid eighties, right? I think it started eighty-two or eighty-three. 
I think it's a little later than that. 84 then? Uh, yeah, because it, it got canceled in 92, I think. And that was around for like five or seven. It wasn't around seven, for... It was like seven, eight seasons they had. Yeah, so I'm thinking 84, 85 that started. So okay. uh, this movie's in 81. 81. Um, the, the leading role... Bill Cosby's actually a, like a, sec, a secondary role. He's a supporting okay. role. The lead character is played by Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould. Yes, yes. Uh, you know the, El- Gould. No, it. I know Elliot Gould is. Yeah. I'm just trying to... Is is that the one where uh, they're cops? <laughs> I Spy? What are you talking about? Wait. Uh, no, I don't know what it is. You don't it know? Just, I'm just drawing this blur. Like I, I, I can see it in my head, but I don't know what it is. And a, a young Adam Rich is in it as well. Adam Rich. No? No? I, 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 you better, I may as well just tell me. I didn't think you'd guess it, so I, I didn't have to tell you. Okay. Uh, Adam Rich, from uh, he was in uh, Small Wonder. Oh, okay. A couple episodes yeah. of that. Uh, he was in everything back She's in the She's a days. small wonder. <laughs> She's a creepy, soulless human robot. <laughs> no, I'm challenging you, sir, to a Walt Disney film. Walt Disney. It's a Walt Disney movie that you'd never see, so you'd know it's not good. Okay, what is it? The Devil and Max Devlin. Oh, God, that's right. Uh, Bill Cosby plays the devil. Yes. Yeah, and Elliot Gould is the guy that keeps going. He goes down and, and he tells Elliot Gould he's got to go back up and blah, 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 this and that. Yes. In, in order to save his soul, he has to get three other, he has to get three other people to sell their souls. That's right. One of them is a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I remember this movie now. He's basically from the get-go. From, I don't remember much of it, but from the get-go, there's no likable characters. <laughs> I bet there isn't. <laughs> so <laughs> I bet there isn't. So, like, Holy the shit. IMDb, All right. So I, the, IMDb's got it at 4.8. Okay. And, and the... Uh, the description is a uh, when max dies in an accident he goes straight to hell but the devil barney <laughs> makes him an offer if he manages to get three innocent youths to sell him their souls in the next two months he may stay on earth max accepts and returns to earth equipped with special powers however his task is harder than expected especially when seven-year-old toby demands that he marry his mother oh boy <laughs> you know what it's a disney film i'm sure it all works out in the end yeah, but it's it's uh... and for years I've been thinking too. I should go back and watch that and see 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 what I was like. Because as a kid, I remember being in the theater and just bored out of my mind because it wasn't Bill Cosby making funny noises. You know, it's back in a time when Disney would make more adult-oriented stuff like. Um, well, I saw that in the theater, so I must have you been. You saw that? Oh wow! Like uh, something S- wicked this way comes. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Jason Robards, uh, he plays a grandfather and all that. I was that. eight. When this came out, I saw this theater when I was like seven or eight years old. I was only five. Yeah, so I was not digging this. I wasn't up for anything that didn't have, you know, no, like exactly. Muppets in it. It needed a cartoon sequence of some kind. What year did the Muppets come out? Muppets was seventies. Like yeah, but 77, 78, I, saw, I think. I saw it in the theater. It was. I had to be older than that. Then maybe it was seventy nine. I know it was the, the first. The first first Muppet movie was in the seventies. Seventy nine. I saw the Muppet movie in the theater, and even that didn't grab my attention. <laughs> So yeah, and and I don't know. I have, I have no idea who took me, but I'm telling you, whoever thought that that would be a movie for me to see in the theater, not a I, it was a bad call, bad call, <laughs> bad touch, bad touch. No, it wasn't a bad touch. All right, so I say we end this episode with a bang, with a bang. Um, 
Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and play our theme music and we'll end this thing. That's right. Oh, I'm getting old. No, I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> mm. Sitting down for so long, dude. Tell me about it, Mike. I didn't go anywhere today. Usually, I'm on the road for most of the day, and I'm crawling under desks and going in basements and you know Ethernet lines and all kinds of IT stuff. And th today, it's one of those days where it's just. Just sat in my office all day, and believe me, as I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. But sitting down all day, I don't have the greatest chair on on earth to sit down for eight nine hours at oh, a time. Should, so you should see my new chair; it's a throne. I should have them. I dropped one hundred and sixty on this puppy. I oh, I well, should I should have my office buy me the chair. You should, they should, yeah. Just for the days that I'm I'm just there doing nothing. Well, dude, I mean, it's this not new job. It's, all, it's not often. But. This new this new thing. I, I'm working. I'm like at my desk all day. It's like a, it's like an on the phone thing, right? I'm used to at least getting up every like 15 minutes and doing stuff. I'm sitting here all day. I'm like I'm here nine, ten hours sitting here. Wow. It's it's I'm not used to this. I gotta. It's it's horrible. But I I, I dropped the money. This chair is I I am tiny in this chair. Just gotta just gotta stay active. You know. Yep. Absolutely get up. Do those 15 minute breaks. Even though I know you're there, just get up and walk around. You gotta I, do it. I'm gonna get up right now. And walk around. Look at that. All right. All right. So you guys can email us at the movie guys at moviesucktastic.com. You can call us at 908 514 4470. Joey. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hurry up. Okay. Sorry. No. Um, <laughs> I, I, dude, I got to go to the bathroom and I'm waiting to end the show. Oh, okay. I'm here, um, I'm here but. So I'm going to, you know what? Moviesucktastic.com, people. That's right. And that's 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 the wisdom. Scott's got to take shit. My, no, All my, right. my wisdom is don't get between me and the bathroom right now. All right. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.